This is a work of fiction. Written, narrated, and produced by me, Dennis Macareg. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends. At and out the restaurants, there's laughter and the clinking of glasses. We are doing the same thing last night. The open spaces, nooks, and little corners are now empty, just like my heart. If the walls could talk, could they tell me what happened here a hundred or three hundred years ago, and maybe as recently as yesterday? Walking over a footbridge, there's a mandolin player playing some Italian tune. Yesterday, it sounded so romantic. Today, so dissonant. How many lovers have been deserted in the very spot where I'm standing now? For the first time in years, I found someone I could be with, but it didn't turn out the way I wanted to. It doesn't matter now because I'll be leaving this place and forgetting everything that's happened along with my shattered heart. When the time finally arrives to get to the airport, I dial Luigi's number and tell him to pick me up. He says he's dropping off his passengers and will get to me in about half an hour. In front of the hotel, guests are arriving and some are departing like me. There's something sad about departures. Maybe it's because the great adventure is finally winding down. Perhaps it's because of the goodbyes we will say to the people we met along the way. From a distance, Luigi is waving at me. He parallel parks the boat right in front and I hop on. It feels spacious inside since I'm the only one on board. Slouching down in the back, I shut my eyes, wanting to get to the airport and leave as soon as possible. About five minutes later, the boat begins decelerating. From the controls, Luigi ducks down and tells me he has one more pickup. I thought it was just going to be me for the ride, but I don't protest. From the thin slot of the window, I see someone standing at the dock with a rollaway. More checking my email, looking for my flight information. Your knapsack is on my assigned seat. Without even looking, I move my pack. Wait, there's no such thing as assigned seating on a water taxi. On the top section of my phone screen, the hotspot connection is flashing. Looking up, Olivia is standing over me, her hand resting on her luggage handle. How did you know I'd be here? She looks over her shoulder in Luigi's direction. It was easy. What if I decided to take the bus instead? Then I'd meet you in San Diego. I know where you live. She waves the postcard with my address. We stand up and place our hands on the roof of the water taxi. 
the cool Adriatic breeze blowing on our faces feels refreshing as it begins to cleanse the bitter taste of our early morning breakup. Bridge of Sighs comes into view. Still majestic, but cruel at the same time. The two towers welcoming visitors to St. Mark's Square stand proudly. For the last time, I try to stare into my memory the image of one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. There's a store owner opening the shutters and welcoming the beautiful morning. Empty gondolas tied to the docks, floating in the water, having nowhere to go. The white marble of the building facades. The boats cruising in different directions as they scratch the green surface of the Grand Canal. The pedestrians walking across the hundred or so footbridges. The masks made by master artisans that will hide someone's face of anguish and despair. Delivery boats bringing precious cargo stash to the restaurants and to the shops for tourists to buy. The sound of mandolin strings soothing to the ears of anyone listening. The small squares where residents gather and trade the latest gossip. The buildings that were once so grand but now decaying due to age. Echoes of a thousand footsteps hitting the pavement. Narrow alleyways in between high walls where one can see only a sliver of the sky. Pigeons balancing on a young man's hand. Paintings that were conceived by an artist's mind inspired by the Italian world around him. Sculptures carved by master craftsmen. Hundreds of visitors taking selfies. The smell of freshly roasted coffee drifting into the alleys. The gondolier's rhythmic rowing of his oar. The Campanile watching over the city. Thousands of tourists flooding St. Mark's Square. Lampposts along the canal that look like strings of pearls. A small stand selling anything with the name Venice printed on it. A local woman pulling a wheel basket right behind her having gone shopping that morning. Locals and out-of-towners sitting along the waterfront watching the boats pass by. Palazzos bleaching under the bright sun. A smiling grandmother looking out her window. Tired folks sitting on a park bench. Another window with a lace curtain covering what's inside. Travelers rushing to get back to the mainland to get to their hotels before it gets dark. The water taxi maneuvers around a large post in the water, then accelerate as we enter the Venetian lagoon. We feel a slight push backwards with the forward motion. It's like we're floating on a liquefied emerald gemstone. The setting sun 
is in front of us. It's ochre glow, warm on our skin. Venice fades away in the distance. The small flag at the rear of the water taxi flaps uncontrollably. The boat's propeller turns faster, leaving a trail of effervescence in the green water. I leave Venice with a marvelous experience, but also with a lover to come home with me. A city that has no natural resources, but was built from dreams. The city that floats on the sea is arguably the most beautiful place I've ever been. And that goes double to the woman standing next to me. Where are you taking me when we get to San Diego? There are miles of beaches. You can work on your tan. Hmm, I think it's time to get a swimsuit. The water taxi speeds to the direction of the airport. Pulling Olivia close to me, we kiss, knowing our Venetian love affair continues on. Please check out my latest novel, A Whisper to the Moon, at online retailers and at bookstores where it's available. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of my podcast. This is actually the last scene of the entire series of this podcast. And of course, they finally broke up on this last scene and... It is just, uh, of course, devastating for both of them. As readers, we know that they like each other and they want to be together, but their situation is really impossible, if you can say it that way. They were never really a couple to begin with anyway, and they just had that uh, whirlwind romance and had a good time together. What else can we say? So he's walking out of the restaurant and feeling distraught. He passed some uh, musician playing on the street. But the feeling is not there, not like the day before when he was really in a festive mood and he was just enjoying that day as if tomorrow will never come. Well, tomorrow came and it's today. The musicians were actually playing this to the same tune as he heard the day before. It invoked that kind of festive and romantic mood to it. But now they just sound so different. Hearing a song with... You know, while you're dating someone or while you're in love or in this particular time of your life. And then again, you hear it many years later. That particular song kind of like gives you another impact. This is kind of true on my last day on the island. I heard someone playing music outside. And that it had kind of like uh, that hurried feel to it. It's not like when I was hearing it the first time. There's some sort of... uh, Uh, discovery in it and magic because my flight was 2 p.m. from Marco Polo Airport we had to be there of course at least two hours before though the travelers about an hour away I want some leeway so we left two hours before so we were on the road 10 a.m. so that morning we ate breakfast and we just basically checked out and uh, we were on the road 
we actually took a bus to the um, to the airport from the Santa Lucia station right next to it. Although on this particular scene, Greg took a speedboat or a water taxi uh, to the airport because, uh, you know, for some dramatic effects, it just doesn't make any type of uh, flair to it if he's just going to get on the bus and, and go to the airport. It has to be something memorable, right? I think most of us have been in this same situation when we're flying back home after um, a long vacation. On our last day, even if home is still far away, we know that vacation is over and reality sets in. Are we going to be home soon? Part of us are glad that we're coming home. But then again, there's a big part that we are also sad because, like I said, vacation is over. And fun time is done. Years, months of uh, preparation is beginning to, um, to fade away. Our minds are a thousand miles away already and thinking about the tons of chores that we have to do and things that we have to finish. We are in a relaxed mood during our vacation. Now we're in that survival uh, mood again. Just wanting to have a, a smooth trip back home, right? So I included that scene. Some people take the water taxi to the airport, but it's expensive, probably about 80 euros. I wanted to do it, but I figure, why not save some money for food and incidentals at the airport? The bus fare was probably less than 10, 10 euros. Save a lot of money. But I guess if there's a lot of you, if there's like eight people or something or six people, taking the water taxi is uh, worth it, right? It's just like, you know, riding a limousine from point A to point B, but it's not really a quick trip. You still have to uh, to cross the Venetian Lagoon until you get to the airport. And on the last part of this chapter, I wanted to point out some things I've seen in Venice, kind of like wrapping things up with tidbits of information. My experiences of going to Venice. Yes, that's me. Basically, I wrote a little summary of what I have experienced while I was on the island. What I would do is uh, whenever I see something that I hadn't seen before, I would actually either dictate it on my phone or write it down and kind of like summarize it later on that night. Just a little reminder of uh, that tidbit of information that I experience. And of course, this is a love story. And if you're listening to my commentary, you've heard the ending because I'm an author who believes in the H-E-A, happily ever after, this is kinda how it ended. They are returning to the States, though there are still issues about them living apart. He's in San Diego, she's in Seattle, but that's for next time. We have to wrap it up, and that's another problem that will be solved on the next podcast maybe I don't know but like I said I have so many stories on my head that needs to be uh, told I guess so as far as Greg and Olivia are concerned they just have to figure out what's next but that's really besides the point that's for the next chapters in their lives maybe they'll fly back and forth but usually in my experience when two people like each other doesn't really take long to to be together somebody will give up a career or something because being in love is more how do you say 
uh, colorful than being uh, married to your career, like she said in the uh, the previous comment she made when they were together. Well, that's the way it is. You never know how things work out. But I'm sure things are going to be okay between Greg and Olivia. As long as they ride off into the sunset, that's the fitting manner to end the story, in my opinion. <laughs>